Welcome to Janan ICF Love All podcast, a podcast about how to live a God-fearing life. Each episode addresses how to use the Bible to answer real-life situations that allow us to demonstrate real Christian love. Now, here's your host, Pastor Joe Summers. Hello, and welcome back again to another episode of the Love All Podcast. The Love All Podcast. Uh, Today we will be completing our series on the Sermon on the Mount. This is part four, Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to be using most of the the day to discuss chapter seven. Chapter seven. Just as a reminder, that the Sermon on the Mount can be found in Matthew chapter 5 through 7, 5, 6, and 7. And this is a series of teachings by Christ that was primarily teaching us how we should live and treat others. Chapter 5 began with the Beatitudes and how we should live and knowing the blessings are provided to us. Chapter 6 discussed fasting, prayer, and not worrying uh, and developing a personal relationship with God and being careful to look at our motives in doing what we do and not for outward show. And chapter 7 is how do we interact with others? How do we interact with others? Let's begin with uh, Matthew 7, 1 through 6. Matthew 7, 1 through 6. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measures you use, it will be measured to you. Verse 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And verse 6, Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Okay, let's look at this. This is uh, a verse, or a couple of verses that are discussed often talks about judging one of the first things that someone would say is you cannot judge me uh, or you or the bible says you shouldn't judge me and i guess we need to dis- determine is that accurate is the bible saying that we should not judge others i'm not quite sure that it is saying that first or uh, is it okay to judge others uh, yes It is okay to judge the actions of others, not judging the individual personally, not judging the individual personally, but judging the actions of others. And should we judge others? Yes, we should judge other actions, others' actions, not the person. Again, I keep saying not the person, but judging the person's actions. Now, understanding that once you do that, you're opening yourself up for the same. 
someone can judge your actions. Someone can judge your actions. So we need to live our life in such a way that we can our actions can be judged. Again, we should live our life in such a way that our actions can be judged. Now the question is, if so, then what is the criteria to be used? And uh, that's easy. The criteria is the Bible. Are the actions that are being portrayed biblical? Are they consistent with what the Bible says? Or are they not? If they're consistent with what the Bible says, no problem. If they're not consistent with what the Bible says, then it's a problem that needs to be changed. Now, we talk about judging, but how do you feel when you are being judged? You know, we oftentimes will judge others, but when we are at, when someone's going to judge us, we get a little uncomfortable. You know, and we need to and we need to understand is that that uncomfortableness comes from un, not being sure that what we're doing is completely biblical, completely biblical. Let me say that again. Our actions can be and should be judged on whether or not the actions are biblically correct. We must be careful of how we share this judgment. We must be careful of how we share this judgment. It's how we say things sometimes is more important than what we say. So we need to have the proper mindset when we are judging the actions of others. And also having the proper mindset when someone is judging our actions. We should be willing to listen knowing that we're not perfect. And if someone is helping us or assisting us by demonstrating to us what we can do better, then we need to listen to that. Okay. Now, let's go on. Matthew 7, 7 to 9. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? So, so we need to understand the importance of asking, the importance of seeking, the importance of knocking on the door. How do we ask? We ask through prayer. How do we ask? We ask through prayer. How do we seek? We seek earnestly. Earnestly seeking. Okay? And knocking. Finding it and asking for permission to partake of it. Finding it and asking for permission to partake of it. So we ask. We seek. We find. And then we ask, can we come in? Can we come in? Some interpret as seeking wisdom and how to accomplish the mission. Okay, so when we are trying to ask God for wisdom, we should be asking, seeking, and knocking, and knowing that He has said that if we do, we will receive. Okay, He who seeks will find, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened.
The chapter goes further to talk about the narrow and wide gates. The narrow and wide gates. Okay. And we find that in Matthew 7, 13 through 14. Being careful to not to follow the crowd. Being careful not to follow the crowd. The crowd goes through the wide gate. But, you know, sometimes the, the gate is narrow. And we need to be very careful of what we're doing and where we're, where we're headed. Because usually the masses are not headed in necessarily the correct uh, direction. Okay. Because it's easy to follow. It's much more difficult to lead. It's easy to follow, much more difficult to lead. So we need to understand that, that uh, we uh, are going to have to be careful and understanding that we do not want to necessarily follow the crowd. Okay, as we, we know, in uh, the first the first day of the of the week, except I mean on Sunday, Monday, the crowds follow Christ, and then as he got closer to the uh, time when he was going to be crucified, they also followed, but not Christ. But not Christ. They, okay? So we need to be careful of how we do that. Okay? But we should not merely follow, but inspect. But inspect. Matthew seven fifteen through 20 says, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. So, when we are listening to what someone has to say, we need to not just merely accept what they say, or if they wrote something, merely accept uh, what they wrote, but to look at it, compare it to what the Bible says, and then we and then we recognize whether or not it is appropriate or not, whether it is biblical or not. If it's biblical, no problem. If it's not biblical, we need to run away from it, knowing full well that there's no way that bad fruit can come from a good tree and there's no way that good fruit can come from a bad tree it is impossible so we need to be careful of that and understand that there will be there are false prophets there are people who will say half truths and make it sound good makes our ears tingle but in reality it is not biblical it is not biblical okay now Finishing up here, Matthew 7 uh, and verse 24 through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it has its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not 
put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Now what is the rock? What is the rock that Christ is referring to? The, the rock is Christ. The rock is understanding who Christ is and accepting Christ as our Savior. Accepting Christ as our Savior. That is the rock. And everything that we do, everything we believe ought to be based on the rock. If it isn't, then we have a problem. Okay, in verse 28 and 29 says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. They were amazed at Christ because they understood that he was talking from a person who knew, who knew, who was one in authority. Okay? And so therefore, we should understand that, that we need to put our faith in Christ. Now, of course, always, after the sermon, there's a call for action. There's a call for action. In this case, it says that we are to put what we believe in practice. Okay? So therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man. So the call for action is to put in practice, is to live our life like Christ has demonstrated it in Matthews 5 through 7. Understanding the importance of putting Christ first in all that we do. Okay. Now, uh, just a quick reminder that chapter 5 tells us about living life as in spiritual verses. Living life in spiritual verses. Being a witness for Christ. Being a witness for Christ in verses 12 through 16 of, verse, of chapter 5. Okay. And then applying those to our everyday life chapter 5. Chapter 6 it talks about developing a personal relationship with God. It tells us how to pray to God. How to fast. Okay, It tells us to understand our motives of what we do and not to do it for outward appearance but to do it as it further enhances our relationship with God. And chapter 7 talks about how to witness how to witness for God, for God, how to witness for God, okay? And it gives us guidelines and warnings on how to meet our final destination, okay? Understanding the difference between false prophets, okay? Understand, okay? Understand the importance of how to determine who is a false prophet. Those are the items that came out of, of chapters 5, 6, and 7. I trust and hope that you've learned a little bit. Uh, if you have any questions or, or comments, please feel free to, to contact us and let us know. If there's something that you want to spend more time talking about, let us know, and we will do that as well. Uh, we offer blessings to each and one of you, and love you, love you, love you. Take care, and we will see you the next time on the Love All Podcast. The Love All Podcast. We love you, we love you, we love you.
Thanks for joining us on Janan ICF Love All podcast. New podcasts are scheduled each Monday and Wednesday. Make sure to visit our website www.jananicf.com where you can find weekly sermons and past podcasts. Please remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate it if you'd simply tell a friend about the show. That would really help us out. If you like the show, you might want to email us at loveall@jananicf.com and request a free copy of our ebook, Gems for Daily Meditations, and sign up for our daily thoughts. See you next time. Blessings and love to all.